fine, thank you. How are you? I'm alive, I'm alive. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome listeners, viewers, subscribers to episode nine. Mm -hmm. Tell them what we've got in store for them today. What is episode nine all about? So today is our topic called Don't Touch My Hair. So we decided it was important to focus on a few things that have popped up in the media and there's a few things going on in the travel world in regards to black people being used as props, us being exploited in fashion, um, cultural appropriation. So many things that we have to deal with in the world and we felt that we needed to just bring this to you on today's podcast. Cool. So we're going to do something new for you guys today. You know, usually we start with what did we do? What did we eat? It's coming. Don't worry. A disturbing London segment is coming. However, we're going to bring you some travel news. I was trying to think of that. What's that news round sound? But I couldn't think of it off my head. So next time, you can I'm make that. Have a little you knew. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought at the sound, yeah, but then I thought, you know what came to my head? The countdown sound. And I was like, it's not the right sound. <laughs> I say no. I don't watch the news. You know, it's really bad. So I don't even know what the sounds like. It's, nah, I just like to do it again. It was countdown. It's wrong. It was like do 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 do. That's not it. <laughs> oh god! I'll have it sorted next time. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> I don't countdown anyway. Anyway, ignore me. Ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the first bit of news, which is quite a sad bit to start off with, was obviously there was the recent plane crash in Ethiopia. So I just want to say our prayers and thoughts go out to the family. And I was kind of just reading up a bit on it, as like I said before, I don't really listen to the news. I don't read the newspaper because I just think every time I pick it up, it's some sort of tragedy. But as we travel often, I just thought, let me quickly glance over this and um, just kind of see what's going on. So I haven't read it in depth, but basically 157 lives were lost in this plane crash from Ethiopia to Kenya. And there was quite a few nationalities on there, but some of the main ones were there were about 32 Kenyans, 18 Canadians, some Brits, obviously some Ethiopians, some Italians. So quite a few people were going on this flight. And I thought, why interesting thing to bring it up is that plane crashes don't happen all the time, but when they do happen, they are something that's spoke about because planes don't crash often. But I don't know for you, Banky, but for me, even though reading about this, it kind of struck a nerve. Luckily, it didn't really instill the fear in me to travel, but I know a lot of people it can kind of instill that fear where they don't want to travel more. They're worried about the safety. I don't know. What's your um, view on things like this? And train crashes. Reading up on the the, um, fleet number of the um, plane, and I know certain airlines are, are, I think it's Boeing 737. They're not going to make them fly for until her investigation, which kind of puts my mind at rest that they are doing something about it at least. They are learning lessons from it. It's a tragic lesson, but at least lessons are learning. And I totally relate to people who say that, you know, some people say they don't have a passport, they're scared of flying. So, like, they'll do, like, trips to Ireland or via the ferry or trips Mm -hmm. by the Eurostar, coach trips or stay in the UK. Or, you know, drive, which one day I would love to drive to another, to just drive via France and Germany to another. I would really, really love to do that one day. However, Mm -hmm. um. It does make me cautious to fly, but it wouldn't make me, like, decide to stop flying. You know, that's mm-hmm. my passion. That's how we feel in love. So, yes. it, will, it will stop me from flying. But, you know, I will do say my prayers. I do make sure that I'm looking up at the airlines and I'm not booking with the Rebo airline, even though that airline wasn't. So, it doesn't mm-hmm. make you think. It, it, for me, the, most, the lesson I learned from it is life is short. You know, mm-hmm. when your calling is, you don't know when your time to go home is. Yeah. So just make sure you do, you know, you stick to your plans, make sure you do see your friends and your loved ones and tell people that you love them. That's what I learned from it, but it hasn't given me a fear of flying. I think it's crazy in that on one half, anything can happen anywhere. So you can step out on the road, et cetera, et cetera. I think, I don't know, it's hard with me on plane crashes, maybe because years ago I watched a lot 
are too many conspiracy theories. So at first, when I used to hear like planes crash, go missing, I would automatically think, oh, you know what? It's a conspiracy theory. It doesn't make sense. Did it really happen? As I've got older, I don't think like that. But I still just think it's really strange. But then again, anything can happen. I think it was Denzel Washington. He had Denzel. He had that movie, come what it's called, but he was a, um, a pilot. And he had to crash slash land the plane a certain sort of way. So I think it wasn't his fault why it crashed, but he did happen to be um, drinking. But he was one of those alcoholics that could um, mm-hmm. cope. But mm-hmm. I think the nature of it, he still went down for it because even though he didn't crash it because of his drinking, he was drinking. So anything can go on when it comes to flying planes. Obviously, they're still man-made machines. So there's always some fault that can happen. Yeah, that film's called Flight. It's quite good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm about to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, actually, we should. We should. Okay, what else did we see in our news round session? Um, I think that was the one okay that popped up on Twitter and I sent it to you on Instagram in so this is more linked to like black travel news Mm -hmm. um what Joe Budden said about women and carnival so as a lot of people really piss me (laughs) (laughs) it pissed me off but then I'm gonna have to say devil's advocate now but Um, so the exact said, which is just oh, it's ridiculous. So, where are they? So, I wrote this down. He was talking, so Maya and Ashanti decided to get involved in carnival. So, I don't know if there was that Trini carnival, but there's a lot of Caribbean carnivals at the moment. So, there's Trinidad, um, Brazil carnival, and a few more. And he said, I haven't listened to the clip because. The recording's like two hours. I don't have time for that. But he was basically like, these women can't wait to put on carnival outfits to be hoes. Imagine. <sighs> no, talk yeah. first. I can't talk. I don't know words. Imagine as if the woman that you have at home is a princess and never been touched, never been kissed. <laughs> it's like, it, it's ridiculous. It's like, your woman has a past, you know, that you may or may not know about. So don't you dare pass he knows. On the other women he knows. that you do not know. How about body confidence? Oh. How about having fun? How about culture? Mm-hmm. You know, that is Caribbean culture. How about that? Well, but this is my issue with this as well. And like I look at it from various points. So um a few about a few months ago. I put on my Instagram a picture of a lady in a carnival costume because we were talking about this at a later date, but I'm planning to do um, the Canada Carnival and I've done a few carnivals previously. Yes, but yes, over the please. years, I haven't done it again. Huh? I said, yes, yes, Shireen, go on. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later on, you know? <laughs> but um, so, but then that's for different reasons. So like you said, it's the whole body confidence and things like that. Me personally, I... I will sit there and own it. I have a decent body, but I'm not the people. I don't really parade it for different reasons. And it made me think back a lot of the times as black women, women in general, actually, I can't even just say black women, women are fetishized, fantasized and hypersexualized. And there are some women that may use their body in certain ways. That's their business. We don't judge. But sometimes people do feel comfortable and feel comfortable enough to show it off. And because of the views of men like Joe Budden, you feel some type of way. I think even when I mentioned it to one of my friends before, I can't remember what she said exactly, but she was like, ah, oh, guys always think girls that do carnival, blah, blah, blah. Like Banky said, it is a big thing in Caribbean culture, especially if you're from places like Trinidad as well. Carnival is very big out there. I don't know if it's that as we're getting older and British culture that a lot of times we always want to judge people when they just want to be relaxed and be themselves. You go to a club, no one doesn't dance with each other. The girl that's winding up herself, she's looked on um, as this and the other. She's trying to attract too much attention. I just think I'm just tired of all these stigmas being put on people just because other people feel insecure. I think in regards to Joe Budden, people like him, um, they just always have something to say. They judge women, but look at the same women that you entertain, you sleep with. Um, this whole strip club culture is very big at the moment. 
these are the rapper sort of guys that have entertained this and have heightened this. So where are you to even comment? Like, come oh, on, bang, just talk for a minute. I need to breathe. I need my drink. <laughs> you know what? It, I need my drink. I know people that do carnival, and I've wanted to do it, but I've had some my own body confidence issues. And I know some of these women train so hard and literally gear themselves yes. up for a whole year just to adorn these costumes that they spent money on to go outside, have a good time, dance. And, you know, showcase their their costume. So, mm-hmm. how would you like? It's totally unfair for you to be like, oh, that label that person a hoe. You don't know what's going on on the internal. Like, you don't know how much confidence, mm-hmm. how much they've had to gear themselves up, or how much work they've had to get to get their body to that standard. Yes, but this is the thing. It's not even about. This is. The, I remember years ago. We're probably going so deep into this, but <laughs> years ago there was like pictures coming off in the news and stuff. And no, sorry, not in the news. On instagram twitter where they had pregnant women in carnival costumes and people were slaughtering them saying how can they do that look at them listen once again it is people's culture if you feel uncomfortable then it's for you to take yourself out of that why are you judging people it is a time to be fun it's a time to be free especially within the black culture being fun being free is often not um not encouraged it's dancing okay there are times where dancing can be taken out of context but if we take it back to the motherland naturally we were dancing we were moving and shaking it's not our fault that the europeans have hypersexualized this that the rap culture has also hypersexualized this but then women that just want to express themselves enjoy the music regardless of what body size they are what current position they're in in life are being judged for that but then the same people, they'll still want to watch when they're ready and they'll still be liking pictures on Instagram. But then again, they want to judge people. Yeah, and, and position their groin so it nicely <laughs> on, on the on the yash so they can get one <laughs> piece of wine. Fuck off, man. <laughs> Not today. I beg. But it's mad. <laughs> it's mad, though, because even me, like I said, growing up, I did carnival when I was younger. And when you're young, so I think I started in, I like, say, 14, 15. But I remember when I was probably about in primary school. So primary school, I was about, what, seven? So let's say seven, eight. I remember I saw one of my friends in the parade. So I was just on the street. And I was just like, oh, my God, how did you get into the parade? So from young, it's been something that has been a very big part of Black British culture, especially being Jamaican as well. We used to have the Birmingham Carnival, which was the thing that we saw, we went to, and then growing up. I wanted to be involved because I enjoy dancing, I enjoy music, and I always remember seeing this girl when I was in primary school, and she was in the carnival, and I was like, I want to be there, which I was able to be there, but I just find people are just very judgmental, which I don't understand why, I probably need to get more um, advice from guys on their view, but I even spoke to my parents about it, so I showed them a few of the carnival pictures, which I also put up on Instagram ages ago. And at first, mum was like, "Why would you want to be like that? Why would you want to be exposing your body?" And so was my dad. But I said, "It's not about exposing your body and trying to draw attention. It's just being comfortable with the skin you're in." Same, I think it's similar to when women are breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. It's all right if you need to take out your boob to feed your child. Yeah, there are different ways you can do it, but it's like. Let people do what they want to do. I hear you. I hear you. So yeah, that's our little rant over. We're, we're gonna um, we're gonna get back to this again. Give me to all yes, this whole carnival it again. We're gonna talk about this. We're gonna give you some research, <laughs> some facts and figures. I know this is not travel news per se, but Black Twitter has been in uproar this week. Yes, two mentions to add. Um, there's a lady called Slumflower. And then she, um, I'll get the thing word for word because <clears throat> I was less than impressed. And as as you know, we're t- at Two Doors. We're big on self-expression. We're big on being yes. healthy mentally, physically, and emotionally. Um, and, you know, we support mental health events. So this is not, this is something that plucked on my heartstrings, to be honest. Yeah. And the Twitter was said, her Twitter said, maybe other people's feminisms are about making the world better for men. That's misdirected and incorrect because feminism is all about equality for women that men doesn't don't come into it um she Mm -hmm. continued to say as for me i don't have time to think about the reasons why the system you created at my expense to benefit you is now choking you if men are committing suicide because they can't cry how is it my concern well madam slumflower 
Woo! is your concern because unless you're a lesbian and even if you were you will have a male partner at some point you will have a son or you may or may not have a son at some point you have uncles you have brothers you know um you have a father so that thing that issue does affect black males and you know it's males have the highest rate of suicide as it as it as it is i don't think feminine feminism is the part of the problem i would say maybe toxic masculinity but we can get to a point where you know we we suddenly start to have toxic femininity at the same time you know we're different we should appreciate our differences but how are we going in uproar and saying respect us and see us for who we are and listen to us when we can't even show the same respect for our brothers like we are meant to be our sister and our brother's keepers that yeah comment is just totally out of order this is the thing, even in regards to that comment, I try not to get dragged into these things because, you know, sometimes your fingers start going and you want to comment. So I didn't comment too much. I think like I, said, I sent you that thread that that girl sent me. She constructed very well. I can't remember her name. But for me, it's just like, I can't, I'm trying not to speak on Slum Flower because I don't know enough. I don't follow her enough and I try not to follow too many people. Mm-hmm. But I just think people have to be very careful on what they're saying on social media. Definitely. Yes, we all have freedom of speech, etc., etc. But you know you're going to offend and I'm not being funny. From what I know, like I said, I could be wrong. I didn't say I'm wrong. You could DM me and tell me I'm wrong. I may or may not respond. But um, <laughs> it's like, you went so nice you know, because people have things to do. I can't be arguing like, no. Um, but she went through her own issues, whatever, whatever. So you know what it's been like to have been spoke about, disrespected, um, etc., etc. You may put on a brave face on social media. I'm not sure because I said I choose not to follow these people. But it's the same sort of thing. Like, be very mindful of your words because I remember when she did have a picture posted, with, like without her wig, and someone was just like, basically, she looks clapped. Which I'm not for judging people's looks, mm-hmm. but you defended your, she defended herself but I don't know internally what she's feeling that could have pushed her to that point like there's so many little things that can push people to that point of feeling low feeling suicidal feeling attacked so for her to then do something like that it's like were you thinking or maybe you were thinking but you just wanted people to talk and bring up raw because I'm thinking that a lot of people in this social media limelight or whatever you want to call them they just say things to get attention a lot of them are attention seekers and to me it's just like it just didn't make any sense what she said and yeah. another thing you're saying about males and suicide actually it's just males it's more because they use harsher um techniques so it may even be that women are trying it more but their techniques aren't as harsh but men are more likely to do more severe forms of suicide like throw themselves in front of a train etc etc that's why the death rate is higher but regardless um, like I said, us at Two Doras, we support balance um, in mental health, especially in all ethnicities, mm-hmm. all races, all genders. So I think to say something like that, it's just it's just not necessary when I think as well, like a lot of people now and black people and black women follow what she's saying and she has been positive in some areas, but then to come off with such a statement, it, it's not right. It's not. True. And the lady who responded was called Esme. And then if you guys want to follow her on Twitter to look at her responses, they're quite they're quite good. We won't go too yeah. into it, you know, obviously we have to reel it back. But yeah, it's just, you know, support your brothers and sisters, be your brothers' keepers, think about what you say on social media and the effect that it can have on other people. Like people say social media is a gift and a curse. If you use it to yeah. be a gift, don't use it to be your curse. And one last thing I'd say on that, I think as black people, we also need to be very careful in that if other people see us tearing each other down, then that's going to make them think it's all right to also tear us down. So that's why we have to be really strong and solid at times because we're getting things from all angles. If I, if I was a non-black person and saw black people arguing, blah, 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 I'd think they don't even have respect within their own culture. So why should I respect them? So I think we need to be so much more mindful of that as well. Like I said, social media is very big. And even though we feel we're in our own bubble with black Twitter, um, kind of leading on to what we're going to speak about later, we are very influential. People are watching us to steal our culture, etc., etc. So just be mindful. Speaking of which, being mindful, there's a... Uh someone sent me this um tweet and it was a nigerian woman shame um and she was interviewing this guy and she's uh the guy gave her a compliment Mm -hmm. 
and the compliment said something about I interviewed a guy for a job yesterday and when he was leaving he said to me you smell nice so that was a compliment you smell nice and I told him that's very rude of him he left looking stupid a lot of men don't have manners okay I thought <laughs> you my dear do not have manners like okay yeah you're in a professional environment there's a time and a place but it's a compliment you know you get upset if people don't find you attractive but then you get upset when someone's giving you a nice compliment it's that it's the balance between the two and it, it just didn't need to be on social media like it just did not need to be I just found it a bit like <clears throat> really is this new I think some people just don't think before they tweet and I just I don't know like when I see these things I think what's going on in your personal life it's like I just don't know that's just so silly it's so silly to have to say when someone's giving you a compliment. He may have been doing it to get um, through to the job. You may have just smelt nice and he wanted to tell you, like, a compliment can go a long way for some people. Definitely. I just thought, next, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. I'm just tired of it all. Before we've even started, we're tired. Tired, tired, not even tired. <laughs> That's it for our travel news section. We'll be with mm-hmm. you on our next podcast with some more news. What black yes, people yes. stay in, you know, what's Y Z. So now <clears throat> for the bit you may or may not have been waiting for, it's disturbing London. What did we do? What did we eat? Shireen. Oh, well, sadly, people once again. I did nothing. Because like, <laughs> I did, you know what? Like, I'm trying to think back. So obviously, because I always know these topics coming up. Sometimes the week I'll be like, "Remember, you did this." Yeah, I'm racking my brains because I probably did do something I can't remember. But <laughs> I really don't think I did anything. I think um my plan was to go to um the Tate Modern because they had a few exhibitions and they had. I don't know what it's called, but there was a black exhibition which was there. So my plan was to take myself out on a date, have some me chill time and go. I couldn't wake up that morning and it was raining. So that wasn't last Saturday, it was Saturday before. And then I was going to go to Kew Gardens because I love flowers. I didn't do any of it um, in the week. I've just been working nonstop. Was at my parents last weekend, didn't do anything. So I'm, I've let you all down. I've let you down. And I'm sorry. I ask for your forgiveness. <laughs> if someone would want to, like, donate me some coins to feel sorry for me and say, Shereen, just take yourself out for a small bite to eat. I'll take it. You know, if someone wants to take me out, I'll take it. You know what I mean? But I've just been a bit crap, so I'm going to have to put it on to you, Banky. Just, just do it for the both of us. No problem. Gladly. So, uh, it was a friend's birthday, so I went to uh, Bar Crawl in Shoreditch. Ooh. And, um... I was wrecked. Started off in <laughs> Started off where, sorry? Trapeze bar. And then we went Ooh, to yeah, 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 yeah. Nikki's, which is really good for selfies. They've got like a bed and a phone and um, a, bed st- a bedside table. Mm-hmm. There, which is really good props for um, taking photos. Took some dope. Where is this? Nikki's. Where in Shoreditch? It's before is you get to the town hall. So you go past, oh. the town, past traffic. Um, yeah coming from Old Street towards Shoreditch mm-hmm. um, and before you get to the Dalston turning on your left before you get under the slight bridge Nick mm-hmm. there <clears throat> okay oh, so yeah it's on the corner it's, it's really wow um is it new no it's not new oh yeah um ended up in traffic which I think it's yeah. studenty and there was a weird smell. Yeah, it is. We quite... Did it used to be a hostel back in? I feel like oh, it used to be a like, hostel. It's not like it. I was just like, mm, <laughs> okay, you were trying to charge ten pounds to get in here. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa! There was like a good twenty of us. We we're like, we ain't paying um ten pound, but we'll buy it. We'll buy out the bar, like take it or leave it kind of thing. So yeah, we did not pay. I was not paying for that. Oh, and then no. ended up in trusty cargo. Yeah. Cargo, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I like it. You know what? I'm, getting, I'm having a fumo at the moment. 
I feel I need to chunt night out in Shoreditch now. Oh, oh is that fear of missing out? Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm having it. <laughs> it was good. I don't. I go out a lot, but I don't go like partying, bars, raving kind of thing because I'm mm-hmm. into an auntie. But I'm gonna say that night was one of the best nights of my life. Shout. Was out. it spontaneous? No, she planned. Oh no, you think it's friend's birthday? It's friend's birthday, but we weren't expecting how the night would go. We thought we'd try an hour in each bar and see how far we get. So yeah, that was really good. It was really, really good. So I will post a picture mm-hmm. up of that. Black people do bar crawl. Thing is, do you find that how many of you were um doing the bar crawl? Twenty. Twenty. Oh yeah, you said. Listen, was everyone quite? Um, what's the word? Was everyone on it? Because you know, sometimes you do some of these little group things, and you get that person. Oh, I just want to stay and blah blah blah. Yeah. Everyone was like feeling the vibe. Yeah. Or yeah, you know, the birthday girl had to say so. So if you didn't want to come, you just stay at home. It was one of them ones. Mm. Like, either come to play or stay. Come to yeah, play. Go play, hard or go home. home. <laughs> one of those ones. So yeah. Um. What did I eat? Okay, I went to, as you guys know, it was International Women's Day last week, Friday. So mm-hmm. we had an International Women's Week. So I went to this gala in City Hall um, by my, it was um, sponsored by my workplace. Um, there were canopies, mm-hmm. drinks, obviously I got turned. And <laughs> really, really um, inspirational women. And I met a lady called Dawn Butler, who's a Labour MP for Brent. She is amazing. When I heard the name, I thought, you know, a white lady was going to come up on stage. And I see this black lady with locks. I was like, wow. I wanted to bow. I wanted to bow. And her speech was epic. It was about, you know, recognizing the privilege that you have, recognizing Mm -hmm. white male privilege does exist. But there are things that you can do as a person to get yourself seen, heard, and get yourself on that stepladder of success. Yeah, amen. us being women's like why do we feel that there's not enough room on the ladder for two people like and when we get to our level of success it's like we don't want any other women in the room like we should be mm-hmm. doesn't matter the color size shape we should want to you know help other women progress and mm-hmm. you know be our best selves it's about putting our best selves forward and she was talking about successes you know some people have to take the stairs whereas some people go in an escalator and then they just press a button and their success is there. So it's about mm-hmm. knowing the differences, knowing the differences of two, and mm-hmm. um, also, um, what, what was I going to say? Knowing, yeah, knowing the difference in what to do in your place of work to combat that. Mm-hmm. And the second section was about what would you say to your teenage self? That was really interesting. Oh. People's views. And quite a few of the, our male allies came to support, which I found really encouraging. So that was cool. The what? Our male allies came to support us. What's that? Part, just an ally is a, a friend, basically. Just a male oh. That's it. Oh, oh male allies. I was thinking yeah. that. <laughs> male allies. Oh. It's a woman's stuff. That did an event, so it was aimed at women. So it was nice to see some men, you know, come. And mm-hmm. it was just a week of conferences and events that career women are dying. Different yeah. people said their stories of how they got success and the challenges they face as a woman or a woman of color, mm-hmm. or, you know, um, just as a woman in general. Um, mm-hmm. A few podcasts and stuff. So yeah, I will put some of the information in. I won't reel on about everything, but it was just a really inspiring week. So I ended my week at book club okay Shoreditch. Cool. is that in Shoreditch? oh yeah i've been there yeah 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 on um leonard i think it's either leonard or leonard um street and yeah it's just on the corner isn't it? not quite it's just past the corner so you've got prep on the yeah. corner and you keep going forward and it's there uh, mm-hmm. so about four shops from the corner and um i they were doing these period pancakes with macaron tampons macaroon tampons unfortunately oh my gosh <laughs> Day, so I couldn't get a macaroon tampon but I did get my period cake so basically they're just red velvet pancakes yeah. with white chocolate sauce and some berries and mm-hmm. a 15% of the money raised so it was like eight pounds without the macaroon 950 with the macaroon so I paid eight pounds um, mm-hmm. and some of it goes to bloody brunch um, company which they do like talk about uncomfortable situations with periods, get people talking, mm. remove the stigma and help 
uh, raise money for period poverty. So obviously people, maybe homeless women or other people in poorer countries that can't afford such products. So that was that's amazing. In my week, and went to an art gallery next door called Pure Eat. So yeah, I had a, a, a condensed pack week. So basically, listeners, I don't need to go anywhere because you can go everywhere for all of us. So I think I'm going to take a sabbatical, and <laughs> we'll, we'll live through um through Banker's experiences. Like I live vicariously. <laughs> oh gosh. But yes. but I think just quickly touch on what you said about the whole um, taking the stigma off periods. I know that, I don't know if it's now or coming up soon, is endometriosis awareness month or week or something. So um, that's definitely something that has um, been highlighted a lot recently because there's a lot of women suffering. So we have to be open to talk about these things. Yeah, I think we should do a whole episode dedicated to periods and travel. I feel we should. Okay, yeah, then. We should. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, it's, it's important though, because like not going into depth, but have you seen how much it is to buy tampons on holiday? Boy, it's expensive, you know. Is that one relative you do not want to see? But she wears it oh. every month. So, like, hey, all right. Um, yeah, let's let's we'll do this. Okay. Um, banker has spoken. You know, we're here for the women, we're here for the people and men need to know these things as well and True. it's something that can happen when you travel so we'll make a note of that and we'll definitely talk about it. True, true, true. So, onwards and upwards, what we got for you guys today. So obviously, Shireen touched on the episode being Don't Touch My Hair and as we know from the famous salon, she has a song all about this. Don't touch my hair. <laughs> Don't touch my hair When it's the feelings I wear Don't touch my soul When it's the rhythm I know Don't touch my crown They see the vision thing being a woman of color and that's obviously you know that you people that say i don't see color i just don't, I don't see you. you see my blackness, see my I, don't blackness. See Thank you all. <laughs> I respect my blackness please you know don't tell me you don't see color um, <laughs> but being a woman of color and traveling actively as we do um and regularly that that's the first thing that comes to the forefront of your mind how well will this country receive me are there any safety measures that i should take upon myself you know is it safe for women is it safe for women of color will i can i stay in an area that there will be more women of color and if there isn't be prepared to be ogled like you are an artifact in a museum mm-hmm. it just is you know it that that's the way it is um you can either embrace that or you could get angry. And me and Shireen, I, I won't speak for Shireen, me and Shireen usually mm-hmm. laugh it off, to be honest. You might as well. <laughs> I think, you know when it is, yeah, it's just to understand some people have just never seen you. As long as they're not being rude, then you're fine. But I think I listened to a podcast ages ago and there's a guy and he was saying he went somewhere and they kept doing the whole picture, picture, picture. And he said, pay me. So I might have to test that one time and be like, yeah, drop the money still. 
I need some coins if you want to chat. You have to, you have to try it, you know. You have to. You might, someone might actually pay you. I know, like, the, it's, it's just from the hair to the skin to the pics. I don't know where to start. We'll start with the hair. The first time I ever had someone touch my hair inappropriately is when I was growing an afro. And it was actually at my place of work. And it was a male colleague and a female colleague just came and just pulled my, my hair. And I thought, huh? I was sitting down doing my work at the desk and they just pulled my hair. I said, excuse me? What did, why? Like, I couldn't even get the words out. I was like, why, what, when, how, Why? They're like, oh, we just wanted to feel how your hair felt. I was like, yeah, that's, I mean, that's cool. But, like, you could just ask me. Do you know what I mean? You could just, I don't, I get you probably haven't seen an afro before. Cool. You just ask. I'm not a dog. I'm not, you know, a pet in a zoo that you, you can just come and touch as you like. If a lady comes in with a fresh bob, would you then go mm-hmm. put your hands in her hair and ruffle her hair? No. You would ask her. You would say your hair looks nice or... You know, it's that inquisitive. So it's that inquisitiveness which I get. You know, it's it's that newness and that maybe admiration. But there's a fine line between admiration and taking a piss for me. <laughs> well, I think also yeah, it's a bit like, come on, you know what you're doing. How about you? Funny enough, like <clears throat> the hair topic is probably something we're gonna have to go even deeper on another podcast. I remember when I was young growing up, my mum was always like, don't let people play in your hair for various reasons. The fact my mum's actually a hairdresser, I've got quite thick hair. But she actually brought to me when we were little and she took us to Spain. So I think that was, I remember that was my first or second holiday. So I was probably like four or five. Mm-hmm. And she was like, it was getting ridiculous. Like they hadn't seen black people. She's like, they were literally just all over me, like touching my hair, pulling me. There was even pushing other little kids out the way because they'd never seen a black child before. And she's like, it got too much. But I don't remember this like at all. Obviously I wouldn't, I was four. But um, so that's what she told me about that. Um, the touch my hair thing. I have mixed views on it. So... I- in one half, I'm like, you know what, ask me and maybe I'll allow you. And I've actually done it to people as well. I am ashamed. I've done it too. Um, but it's difficult. Sometimes there's some people that are genuinely interested. Some, they can't be trusted. But you usually get the vibe. You know the sort of passive-aggressive kind of language they use. Like, you just know. So it's a difficult one. I understand there's some people that would never understand, especially if they're not from the same culture as us. But to still be mindful because I'm not going to go up to you and someone from another culture and do something like that. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, your hair's wet today. Did you wash it this morning and not dry it and then ruffle my hands through it or blow on it or something? <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it. So I think they just have to be a bit more cautious. But then, as you said, sometimes... They are admiring us. It's something new and we are travellers. We are explorers naturally. So sometimes when we go to places, we may not be touching people's hair, but we're, we're going to try and fast and see what's going on in other things. So and it just depends how they do it. I'm learning to be a bit more open and understand that I can't take everything as an offence because there are some people that lack knowledge, but then there are some that are ignorant. And one thing I don't like, I think you remember in Thailand, like things like braids, they call dreads or rasta. No, it's plaits or braids. So things like that annoy me. Like that's what irritates me. So if they can, I'd rather than try and educate themselves on the right words to use. Like Google exists, you can Google it. Mm. Um, but I just find things like that annoy me. Or sometimes I'd be at work and depending on where I was working, oh, I can't think of some of the things they would say, but they would say things like, oh yeah, the girl with the dreadlocks. I was like, yeah, the girl with the plaits or the braids. Like something, hmm questionable i think it's if people don't know um you know not that we're ambassadors of hair or all black women but sometimes just having that conversation i will will have that conversation and give you the benefit of that once and let's have that conversation and i'll you know i'll correct them i know it's actually this or it's that um and this Mm -hmm. is the natural way to wear your hair or you know like when you come in with a new hairstyle and they're like oh wow your hair's working (laughs) (laughs) This is this is extensions. This is a wig. But saying okay. that, what's your view in regards to is it our duty to educate them or not? Because sometimes I feel that maybe we do tell them too much because maybe we should say yes, it has. And why I say that is um something that my dad used to say to me, 
and he used to be like we need to be very careful once again going on to cultural appropriation is like we have a lot of skills and talents as black people that don't get showcased for various reasons and sometimes we give those talents away to other people because we spoke about it or we've let them in too much on our culture whereas certain other cultures and I think I'm sure we touched on this before what they won't tell you how to do certain things so some Asians aren't going to tell you how to make the perfect curry. Um, a Jewish person isn't going to tell you certain things, whereas sometimes we share too much. We allow them to know about wigs and weaves more than they need to know. So I think it's, I don't know what's your views, if it's that we kind of keep quiet or we actually educate them. Because I'm moving to a space where I actually want to keep quiet because it's something very special to our culture. And as we're going to go on to later, look at the amount of things in fashion they do that come from us and we never get the exposure and we get exploited um i'm all about educating um and that way if i've told you once there's no room (laughs) for error for you to do it again and now i know if Mm -hmm. you repeat that then you're taking the piss i've got clear right Mm -hmm. to say okay now you're taking the piss i feel like um some people do need that conversation some people really just don't know I used to like get really offended and really upset. Like, how can you not know? But some people actually really just don't know. They've never been mm-hmm. around those kind of things. So it's it's about having that conversation without telling them too much. So yeah. like I'd say, okay, this is a wig or this is that. I'm not going to tell you exactly the history of wigs and how to make them. Mm-hmm. But then you get some silly people that do. Boy, that's what it does annoy me. Like, um, just coming off topic a bit, I had a colleague and she would often wear wigs and stuff. But then she would talk about like, buying the hair off AliExpress, all these stuff in front of them. And I'd sit there and be like, okay, we work in quite a diverse area. So they know what wigs and weaves are anyway. Like, and when they're asking, they actually are asking because they generally want to know. And we worked in quite a black environment. So it was understandable. But you don't need to be telling them about tracks and needles and braiding the base and all this stuff. Like, it was too much. She was just telling them way too much. And I didn't like it. And sometimes I wouldn't entertain it because there'd be times where, coming off track a bit, like I remember when the whole Miley Cyrus and in inverted commas twerking, one time they did have the cheek to ask me if I could twerk. I didn't respond. How dare you? Don't come to me. Do not, do not come to me with this. This is not the place. It's not the time. And I'm not a spectacle for you. So I'll piss off. So yeah, that just, that just really resonated in me. I, I don't know, I'm on, um, I've got a clear path on this, but mm-hmm. I just, I've learned not to take offence. So yes. Much. I've just learned that um, sometimes imitation is a sincerest form of flattery. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as you're not violating what my ancestors have gone through and, um, you know, even if you want to put te- put your own stamp on it and make money from it, okay mm-hmm. people treat you how you allow them to be treated if you if you don't pull someone that's why i believe in having these conversations if you don't pull someone up about it they're never gonna know yes yeah. so i'm like okay educate you know instead of like isolate or um you know have that conversation um and converse instead of criticizing so i think it's a lesson mm-hmm. that as i'm getting older i'm learning but unfortunately, mm-hmm. we have to explaining things um but like i was saying um when touching on the difference between the two um did you hear about the blackface with um <clears throat> gucci oh, people are now yes boycotting and some people were trying to say like kerry perry katy perry's shoes were blackface but they weren't it was obvious they i'm missing them I'll, I'll send you a picture of them it's obvious that they weren't she had some in beige she had some in like a cream color and she had some in black and they tried to say it was mm-hmm. blackface like it, it gets to a point where when you and, and I'm sure it was a white person who met who brought that up okay mm-hmm. we appreciate and respect well not really respect but we appreciate mm-hmm. and know your white privilege exists don't take the piss mm-hmm. and then speak on black issues and over speak on black issues and create problems where there aren't any yes just to capitalize on, you know, Gucci's blackface or uh, Burberry's noose around the neck to, to make oh, a fashion God. statement. You know, don't do that. 
Yes. This is the thing as well. I know that in regards to the blackface, I didn't get to research it, but I don't know if it's in Spain or there's a country where they actually dress up like that as their form of like some form of parade or carnival. There's something that they do that. And I can't remember what it's called where they would do it. And we've seen like on Halloween, you've got people putting black shoe polish on their face and afros and dressing up as um gollywogs and all that kind of rubbish and it is ridiculous like i don't even know what to say on the topic because what can you say some people just they don't care they don't care at all and i think that's why gucci as well sometimes i didn't go into depth with it to be fair i currently my uh, my lifestyle is not allowing me to buy gucci so i'm not even like i can boycott it too because <laughs> i don't have the coins um but it's like i don't know it's this whole thing of i they're able to get away with it but what we need to remember is the black pound is actually very strong so if we do start boycotting some of them maybe it doesn't matter with gucci because there's other people buying it but if we do start boycotting some of these brands then then maybe they'll actually start to realize but it's also making sure we try and get a foot in some of these places in some of the fashion houses etc etc so that we can also put our positive impact in what's going on and what's being created I mean, like, well, point back, they don't care about us anyway. So, you know, the good thing about that happening and these mistakes happening is that they have tried to make steps to rectify. So, they've made a diversity team. Uh, but are they mistakes, yeah. though? This is what I'm never sure. Are they actually well, mistakes? Well, I say mis- mistakes with air quotes, but they've made a diversity team. So, they've employed more people of color to actually. Let um do the research and like let them know before they they publish things like this again. So I guess that's one positive step, you know. But I, I'm not affected by Gucci. I've never bought one Gucci. I, I'm not really a fan. I think their prints look like mm-hmm. grandma prints or like a grandma. I'm not really a fan. Of mm-hmm. <laughs> so that doesn't really affect me. The Katy Perry thing, I just think it was a journalist really trying to capitalize on on that fame and you know upset her um the Burberry thing there was just no need for that like Burberry have enough money and sense to have sought a, a second opinion to do that but you know if we talk about this we'll talk about this all day kind of thing so it's mm-hmm. one of them conversations whereby this is only our part one of this we will need to do a part two um I'm thinking that <laughs> it, we would we would need because I can see it's getting onto the hour mark but like just to round up on our please don't touch my hair segment i would like to because obviously we've got to put this back into travel and how this fits um Mm -hmm. what's your worst hair nightmare and what's your best hair like experience abroad why have you um this i did not know this was coming people like i feel ambushed i'm joking (laughs) wow so let me actually so what was my worst i've had a few but the worst oh god I truly have been open and honest. My wig fell off on holiday. Let me talk about it. <laughs> so, so, oh my gosh. I knew this day was going to come. So I went to, when I was in Jamaica two years ago. So I was going to Jamaica. So obviously I had to have the two wigs. I had to have the curly wig. And I had to have the straight wig. I thought I was a spice. But I not even thought I was a spice. I was, I am. <laughs> So I had the wig, but I have travelled with wig before. So I went to Thailand that time and we had the wig. But I'm a person. When I go on holiday with wigs, they essentially I'm probably going to take it off. That's why I have the wig, because I just like to switch it off. Mm-hmm. So I live in Duns River. So enjoying myself. I love water. So there was the opportunity to, like, basically jump in a part of the water. They had, like, a – it was I wouldn't say it's a slide, but it's a part, like, a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. So I said, I said, everybody jump in there. And I said, yes, team. Like, there's about six of us. I'm like, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to do this. I'm extra. I want to be the extra one. So, stream went for it. I jumped in the water. All I felt was the, the wig elevate off my head. Like, I was already so far down yet. That thing just came off. Needless to say, I had no pins in there. Like, I just wasn't even... I'm not even on the wig game like that. I just felt the thing come up and float up to the top. There was no getting away from it. Like, there were so many people there. There was even camera crew there. So, it's on some form of camera somewhere because they record all around. I just felt it float up. But all I knew is I just had to drag it back on. 
because I didn't care, like, I paid for that. That was good hair. That was going back on. At least I just dragged it on. I remember the cameraman saying she's not the first and she won't be the last. Everyone was laughing. I didn't give a shit. I said, you know what? I'm putting my wig back on. And that was probably, like, my worst experience. It just, it was crazy. Like, it was embarrassing. But I don't know. You just kind of get over it. I think that was probably my worst. My best hair experience. Probably being able to get my hair braided abroad. So when I went to both Ghana and Gambia, if you've ever been to Africa, it is so cheap to get your hair plaited. So where these these Instagram sisters are trying to charge you £100 for braids, go to one auntie, she's charging you like a tenner, including the hair. Best experience ever. So they are my hair experiences abroad. Okay. I don't think I've had a bad hair experience abroad, to be honest um so i usually put my hair in protective styling or shave it all off um so i haven't i just guess i've had fun where we went to thailand and i had these long braids to the side my hair looked sick and we went to an event i think we're going to a safari um four by four safari trip um and we went to different like landmarks in Kosovo. and there's this lady came up to me and was like uh oh, touch your hair and i was like oh, okay cool but then she's all touching my scalp, really putting her, her hands in. I'm thinking, whoa, Nelly, what's going on? I turn around to call Shireen over to be like, Shireen, come and see this. Does the lady not lick my hand? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, so you violate my scalp and then you lick my hand to see what if I taste like chocolate? Like, really? What is this? So I guess that would be my only one, I think. And my best <laughs> hair experience is probably, yeah, you're right, getting my hair done abroad when yeah. it's so cheap like you just feel so bad like you extra you give them an extra tip i remember my aunt you did so i don't get ripped off and i'm like nah this is too cheap she's like no 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 like trying to haggle down the price and i'm like no it really is okay like take my money i really don't mind i goes that's my best my best too i think that's another one we're gonna have to do a whole segment on hair and travel because it's a big thing you know especially with black women um just being conscious of the time that was one of the things that sometimes used to stop me from because I wanted to move abroad I'm not gonna lie it was what I'm not gonna do with my hair so that is just a whole nother topic that we will need to go into definitely and I think we we want to hear you guys hair horror stories that we really we're definitely gonna touch my hair part two um but yeah we're definitely gonna hear um your horror stories and tell us tell you guys some more about our hair stories and hair care tips and stuff yes yeah we've got those tips for you guys but yes thank you guys for listening thank you for listening we will see you soon and don't forget to at us if you don't want to at us um openly you can at us privately and some of your hair horror stories or hair tips as we'd love to know because we always want to learn for ourselves as well Thank you. This podcast was brought to you by Two Drawers, Shireen and Banker. And you know what's coming next? Our slogan we taste, we travel, and we explore. Yay! See you guys soon. See ya.